0: hello what's up
1: how's it going man
0: not too bad just chilling just watching a movie right now about to finish it up after this podcast but uh yeah man can't complain life is good right now
1: yeah i just got out of bed maybe 10 minutes ago
0: (laughs) oh my goodness what were you up to last night
1: I was gaming with the homies. You yeah. were one of them. I was gaming with you for a little bit, and then I just started watching shows on my phone for like another hour, and then, yeah, I went to bed later than usual.
0: Ooh, what were you watching? Uh,
1: I don't even remember. It was random stuff on YouTube. I might have been watching Jinxie's stream last night, because I know he streamed late last night.
0: Ooh, fuck yeah. Yeah, well, G.C.'s the best, man. I mean, it's crazy uh, the influence people have on certain things. And him in particular, you know, getting people to play uh, Rainbow Six Siege like us lately. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's insane yeah. how much he's done.
0: Yeah, dude, it's crazy. It's um, it's funny because, um, you know, who we were playing with last night, Baha or, you know, my boy uh, Alex. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was hitting him up and asking him, I was like, hey, do you want to play Rainbow Six Siege with me and you? And he thought I was joking at first because he knew how much I hated that game before. and <laughs> how, <laughs> how difficult, I told him how difficult that game was. And he was just like, dude, you're lying. Like, you don't want to play that right now. I was like, dude, I swear, like, I've been playing it lately. And we were on the phone for like 20 or 30 minutes trying to figure out, like, if we could even do cross-platform. Because apparently it's not a thing. For PC players and console players to do cross, uh, cross-platform on that game. I didn't know that. Um, so we were looking it up, trying to figure out some stuff. And, yeah, apparently you could only do PC players and people that play with, like, Google Stadia. For whatever reason, those people could play together. But console players can only play with PlayStation and, like, Xbox. Which I think is kind of strange. But, yeah. It's, a uh... It's interesting. For yeah. sure.
1: Part of me actually likes that because like especially with Fortnite, PC players are just way more better than console players just cuz there's so much more they can
0: do. Very true. And that was kind of one of the suspicions I had was not even just the skill level with PC, but I wonder if it's I don't know, like easier for them to play. On PC or something with the mouse and keyboard, I'm not too sure. I could just be stupid, but uh, I also think maybe it's a thing of uh, cheats being more widely available. Maybe on PC or people on console doing weird things, and maybe the two just don't mix together correctly. But I hope they can figure something out with that man because I I love to you know play some rainbow with people on pc and whatnot but there's got to be something there that's to it that i don't really know too much about but yeah
1: i would say they might add it at some point but the game's been out for years and years
0: so who knows yeah Yeah, man it's i i feel it was like that at one point like pc and console could play together but i could have sworn i seen something a while ago with a reason why like you know, PC players have a certain advantage of some sort. Um, But yeah, I'm not too sure. I'm very curious, though. Because
1: I know back uh, like three, four years ago, maybe even a little bit more than that, maybe like even five years ago, the game was a little bit more popular. And it's not as popular now, but Jinxie is definitely bringing it back to life a little bit.
0: Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing with Jinxie, too, is, you know, as crazy as he can get on stream and whatnot and how much he could make it entertaining with, you know, everything that he's saying and, you know, just his mannerisms and shit. Um, Yeah, he really does break down the game really good. You know, he makes it more enjoyable to watch because someone can explain, like, everything that's going on, you know, directly and make it more enjoyable, right? Yeah, I think that's crucial, and I think that might help with uh, people with streaming in general. is how you can explain things, right? I always kind of go back to watching UFC and whatnot. UFC can be very confusing for a lot of people because there's so many things that are going on at once. But that's why you have commentators in there, right? Because they can break it down move by move and make it easily accessible to pretty much anybody. You can understand what somebody's trying to do and you can get that knowledge on the spot and it makes it more comfortable for you to watch. Yeah. Especially, you know, with people, with most things, if you don't know something about that thing, the less interested you are and the more likely you are to give it up. But, <laughs> yeah, shout out to Jinxie, man. That guy's fucking great at what he's doing and I hope he doesn't stop doing it anytime soon, for sure. Oh, yeah.
1: Is UFC, what is that, wrestling? I have no clue. <laughs> no, it's
0: actually... um MMA. So, uh, mixed martial arts. So, oh. um, yeah, you can punch people, you can kick people, you can like strangle people basically. <laughs> so there's, there's a lot of different things you could do compared to like boxing, right? Boxing, you just stand up and punch people. Right. Yeah. So that's why it's, it's easier to break it down with boxing in a way for people to pick up. Cause you're just like, Oh, someone's going to punch someone hard enough until they die <laughs> pretty much. right? <laughs> um, MMA, dude, you could do so many things. And it gets scary, dude, because, you know, some of those knockouts over there, what people could do. I see people get knocked out with elbows, shins, and just crazy shit. Or does someone get choked unconscious, and it's just like, whoa, this is fucking scary. But it's so fun. It's so fun to watch. Because it takes (laughs) a lot of skill to master all those different things and kind of put them in place. And you're trying to figure out some way to beat the other opponent who theoretically, knows some of the same moves that you know. So you have to play that chessboard and figure out the best move to victory. And, yeah, it's crazy to put it all together. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, man. But, you know, outside of all that stuff, right, um, I think it's been a crazy – week or two of uh video games for sure
1: oh hell yeah it has
0: (laughs) yeah man i know the biggest thing i want to jump into immediately is um which you know you might have not seen um over the years and whatnot and i'm gonna try not to rant as much as i usually rant but um all the leaks that have been going on in the video game industry yeah uh, for a long time um And kind of just around the leaks, it's uh, the reporting on leaks as well, because that's been a big topic of, oh, should, um, you know, gaming journalists and websites, should they even be talking about these leaks, giving more attention to those that are leaking these things? Um, But yeah, that's why, you know, I kind of want to get your insight on it, too, because the biggest thing that's been going on lately is the whole Insomniac um, leaks that have been going on it's one of the biggest uh i guess biggest um leaks i would say and yeah for a developer that i've ever seen it's kind of insane actually but have you been keeping up with some of the stuff that's been going on with them and what are kind of your thoughts on it it's
1: just insane because i know past years i mean obviously i was younger past years i didn't really know much about Like, I don't really use that much social media, so past years, I didn't really hear much about any leaks at all for anything. And it's Mm -hmm. crazy. Like, you were telling me, like, the Wolverine game got leaked to the point where some people could actually download the game. Yeah, dude. That's just... That's insane. They need to up their security system. Mm -hmm. And as popular as gaming is, it doesn't have to be, like you know, going to jail, but there should be, like, a fine for, um, leaking stuff
0: out for that kind of shit, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. And that's why, you know, it kind of goes back to when GTA 6 and all that stuff was getting leaked last year. Um, that was a massive thing that happened and, you know, whoever did it, it was, like, some young dude, he was probably, like, 18 to 20, I think, if I'm not wrong. Um, you know, he leaked hundreds of different files and gameplay videos of early development footage of GTA 6. Eventually, right, you know, they figured out, you know, the authorities and the company, of course, Rockstar. Um, they figured out exactly who it was. And the guy is actually doing jail time right now, if I'm not wrong.
1: Good. Um <laughs>
0: But what's scary about it, too, is I remember seeing something more recent that he plans whenever he comes out, which I don't know who exactly he talked to, right? Some, like, probably some gaming journalist or something. But he's talking about leaking more things as soon as he gets out. And I'm just like, dude, you just...
1: That's a gotta, stupid thing to say while he's in jail man I swear Exactly
0: and I'm like you got to stop dude like this is crazy like you got your attention that you needed we understood you know we all wanted to know what Rockstar was doing for so long we all had the speculation of course that it had to be GTA 6 for the longest time but to get it revealed to us that way was just you know it was bad and it has me thinking about you know the insomniac stuff now and everything that's going on with that it's probably going to be a similar situation as soon as they find these people that did it they're probably going to get heavy fines and go to jail and whatnot and you know just seeing how the community is reacting to this too that's why i brought up that conversation you know early when we first started this little topic was you know, the covering of leaks and how to approach it. Cause it is a big news story, right? So it brings in a lot of clicks to people and that's why yeah. they kind of want to, they want to talk about it without revealing exactly what they seen and what exactly was leaked. But I think the insomniac thing might be worse. And I think it's getting more attention just because Basically, their whole timeline for the next 10 years got revealed of what exactly they're doing. So they have no secrets now, right? We can't be surprised yeah. with anything that they're going to be doing. Um, and on top of that, who knows exactly if this roadmap's ever going to look the same anymore? They might cancel some of those projects that they talked about, they might, you know, delay some of these projects that were going to be coming out more recent, which you know, Wolverine was looking like it was going to be one of the next things that they did. Yeah. And the fact that so much of the gameplay was leaked and now, like I was showing you this morning, there's some playable version of this game, um, which I don't know if it's from start to finish or if it's just certain levels, whatever it may be. But the fact that that got out there and leaked, there's only going to be more videos about it um and for some reason insomniac doesn't seem to be pulling any of these videos down either which is kind of scary um yeah it's like they can't stop it it's just gonna keep happening and happening and happening but
1: if i wasn't it's scary (laughs) if i was insomniac it'd be not the brightest idea and it would definitely cost them a lot more money and time but I would scrap every game that got leaked and just make completely new ones and don't leak them out until like a day before it comes out or some shit.
0: Yeah. I it's mean, sad. <laughs> it's very sad. And I think the ones that they kind of have no choice, but to keep working on and, you know, complete, of course, as the Wolverine thing, I feel like they've invested too much into it by now. They're, not at the finish line and almost completed the game, but they're getting close to it. Within the next couple of years, you know, the game is going to be ready to be shipped out and they're going to have to just go through with it and, you know, hope yeah. that people still want to buy it. And then, of course, you know, down the line when Spider-Man 3 eventually would come out, it's just a big system seller. A lot of people love Spider-Man, of course, so you're always going to sell really good with that and that's kind of just expected it's not really a huge leak like oh they're working on a spider-man three i think it's just kind of like yeah it's just inevitable when that game will come out um but yeah man it, it sucks for that company and just for the fans as well because we do live for those moments where we get genuinely surprised by something and now that we know basically everything um yeah the mystery and the surprise isn't really there anymore but i'll still be there day one playing most of these games that were kind of on that list and you know trying to give them all the support that i can just as a consumer and you know hope for the best but yeah. yeah crazy times for that developer
1: can you remind me what was on the list all i remember was wolverine spider-man 3 and i can't remember the others
0: well you know i don't want to go in too much detail on it um Well, one, it's like, you know, fucking who knows who's even listening to this, right? It's like, I don't expect like, oh, so many clicks are going this way. No. I still just, you know, out of respect, you know, I don't want to say exactly what was on it, but, you know, I could tiptoe around some things. So one being like a DLC for Spider-Man 2, essentially, might be a standalone game. Um, There was the Wolverine stuff, of course, the Spider-Man 3, there was... um, potential new titles in um, the Marvel Universe and uh, another sequel to a game that they've worked on that's outside of that realm. And um, another title that they're really known for, they may make another sequel to that. But
1: yeah. I already remember all the games you're talking about just from what you said. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, when most of them, they weren't like shocking. I feel like we've been getting breadcrumbs on some of them but there were a couple that was like genuinely like oh shit like that could be kind of cool what they do with that but yeah. you know it was so far off we were like oh we weren't even going to know about any of that shit until you know closer to that release date but yeah but it's all out there now and oh yeah But I'll tell you what, though, outside of that, man, you know, just to give a more shout out to Insomniac, you know, I know it's a shit time for them and it sucks to have all your work, you know, thrown out there. But, you know, just to see how hard that studio works and the fact that they were going to release all these titles within the next year or next 10 years, rather, is just insane to me because some studios, you know rockstar, right? <laughs> um they only release a title every 7 to now 12 years it looks like with certain franchises being GTA. Yeah. Um so it, it it's a lot that they put into this shit and the fact that this studio is putting you know potentially 6 to 7 games out in a 10 year span is this fucking outrageous to me. They're always trying to look out for the people and you know they're very focused and honed in on that and I can't say that by a lot of developers and not to say that they don't care about the consumer or anything, but some people have to focus heavy on one title, you know, name dropping Rockstar again, in my opinion, the reason why it's going to take that long for them is they have to work on the multiplayer component of their games at the same time. And there has to be longevity to recoup the costs of what those games are going to be costing, you know, like GTA five, for an example, was like rumored to be over half a billion dollars to make. Um, But they more than made enough money back on that game. But that's only because of the online component to that game as well and how much people are spending online. And that's the, that's basically, um, you know, the times that we're in right now. And, you know, online has to be in some games, you know, it has to, if you want to have a long living game, I think that's a crucial point to a game nowadays, but, um. Yeah, man, it's just it's crazy. I just I, I'm curious to see how you know this kind of plays out in the future, especially with these big budgets on single player games. Uh, that's another topic to kind of talk about. And you know, that was some more stuff that got leaked and on Somniac stuff about how much it costs to make Spider Man Two, and it's just outrageous. And I'm like, for a single player game to cost that much, I'm like, how does it? costs that much that's just fucking insane to me for real um and it's not like they're not gonna make money off of it but it's like dude you guys gotta cut this down a little bit and unfortunately what that is gonna end up attributing to is the people that actually work at that studio and they're gonna have to cut down on the workforce and you know that's how they're gonna have to figure it out and on top of that it's going to take longer for these games to come out in doing that so they got to hope and pray they got a banger you know whatever studios going to come up going forward if they're going to do something that's somewhat big budget and that runs good and looks good and it's fun to play you know you got to take all that stuff into account and hope and pray that people still want to play it but yeah dude it, it would sucks. be
1: nice to have a Spider Man game that's like online multiplayer, so you can just have like a shit ton of Spider Man together. <laughs> uh. Yeah,
0: dude. Um yeah. <laughs> I don't wanna get too much into that, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if something like that was going to happen <laughs> at some point. Um But yeah, dude. It's crazy. It's it's crazy. But
1: yeah. yeah
0: I'll- Outside of that, though, I mean, have you been playing any new games lately? Have you been trying out new things? Like, what have you been up to in the video game space?
1: I get the past, within the past week, I've gotten GTA Five for the first time ever and Rainbow Six Siege. GTA Five. it's interesting. I like the storyline. I got to get it again because I kind of raged and deleted the game <laughs> on the, the last time I played it. But I'm, I'm getting it back because I wasted $40 on that. Well, actually, you put $20 towards it, so I... Mm-hmm. I should probably get that game back. And Rainbow Six Siege, I've been playing it not as much when I'm playing with randoms, just because it's just... My teammates are just bad, but I'm also bad at the same time. Yeah. You know, and I have not won a single game with randoms. If I'm playing with you or my cousin or anyone else that I know, we manage to actually win a few rounds. If mm-hmm. I don't play, if anyone I know, I'm losing zero to four hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. But I still enjoy it.
0: Oh, dude! Just to like go into some of the stuff you're talking about right now, the GTA stuff. If anybody's listening right now, <coughs> oh, God. I, trying to play GTA is like watching a little kid trying to learn how to uh, ride a bike for the first time. <laughs> the funniest fucking thing in the world, dude. And it's not even like he's trying to be bad at the game right he's just bad at the game as a right. yeah oh my god <laughs> and it, it'll take some time to learn but it's just like the littlest things it's like watching him try to drive a car correctly <laughs> it's like this guy he's taking off and bump into every little thing imaginable in front of him just like even on the earliest missions too and i try to explain to him like um in those later missions in the game it gets kind of difficult because you gotta do quite a bit of things and there's one mission in particular we have to lose a five-star wanted level and you got to be pretty decent at driving at that point to kind of get away from that and figure out different spots to hide and lose that wanted level so you know don't stop playing the game because it's just fucking it's so much entertainment to watch but it's like you sit there and you watch hype and you're just like how could somebody not know how to do some of these things in game? And it just amazes me the entire time because oh. the part i rage
1: quit on was i was in the pest control car you know this is the part before the big i forgot what they're calling it heist robbery whatever um mm-hmm. you know i'm in the pest control car and i'm trying to get away from the cops it not pest control car pest control van my bad um And the cops just kept on catching up to me, because obviously I'm in a van, so I gotta figure out a way to get away and hide, but it was just getting me so angry that the cops just kept on catching up, because my van was so damn slow, so I just
0: gave up. (laughs) I feel it. I feel it, dude. I I
1: think (laughs) I was running from them for like 20 minutes or some shit, and I just gave up. (laughs) Oh yeah, dude. Oh Oh my god. Yeah, the funniest shit ever, dude. And And I'm only, like, four hours into the game. I'm worried about, like, towards the end, like, how hard it's going to be, man.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting one, because GTA isn't really known to being very difficult, but there are some missions that are so frustrating, and I feel like it's kind of the developer kind of winking at you and be like, oh, you thought it wasn't too bad, right? Let me give you something so outrageously hard (laughs) in this moment that you're going to have to think a little bit. And, um i know a lot of people in different games for like red dead and stuff there's some missions like that too and it's like how is everything else so chill and then this part gets so difficult and it's like it's not because they just forgot how to develop a game i think it's just because the studio is like no we gotta keep you on your toes a little bit we're gonna get you frustrated we don't want you have an easy ride the entire time oh yeah (laughs) hence why there's never a difficulty slider in their games it's always just like pick up the game and start playing it but we'll make it an enjoyable experience but you're gonna have some difficulties in some areas but
1: yeah Yeah, i feel like that's how i was with spider-man 2 it was all easy it's just some of the fights just took a while but it was all easy and it wasn't really complicated
0: at all well like in some of those games now do you ever just play on the easiest difficulty or do you play like on normal like what do you kind of do to get through a story experience
1: I just play in the easiest difficulty, just because I want to try and enjoy the game. I don't want to do a mission for a full hour or something, you know. Oh yeah, I feel it. Like... Like, I'm don't the think same I've way. ever
0: played on a hard difficulty with one of those games. Yeah, dude. It's like I remember growing up. It was kind of like being in high school and being called a nerd for like <laughs> for like watching comic book movies or you know dressing a certain way, right? In a video game space growing up, it was like, if you played on the easiest difficulty, you were a nerd and you were, you know, frowned upon and nobody would respect you. <laughs> it was really weird. So I remember growing up and playing every game, at least on normal, that was kind of like, okay, play on at least normal. That's fine. Um, and then there were some times where I'd like try to go out of my way to beat a game on, you know, the hardest difficulty and whatnot and just kind of go through it that way. But Yeah, it's nowadays, like as I got older and, you know, working and whatnot, just busy with family stuff, all that, you know, all that kind of gets mixed in a bag and you're like, do I have time to really just, you know, sit here, play a game on like a, you know, on a normal difficulty that could be somewhat difficult here and there, whatever. Not supposed to be that difficult, but if I'm dying repeatedly and I only have certain pockets of time to get through a game, I don't really want to sit there over and over again and get frustrated and then get to the point to where... Everything else that I mentioned with this regular life that people deal with, you know, that gets in the way now. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm never going to get back to this game that I just spent who knows how much on. And then I feel like I wasted my money on it and then completely drop it. I I just hate doing that shit with video games. So nowadays I just pick it up. If there's an easy option, I'm just on easy. I'll enjoy the story. I know I'm not going to have too much of a difficult time playing through it. It shouldn't be that hard. And then I can enjoy what the developer created and just enjoy that story. And then, man, just right off in the sunset, I'm chilling.
1: I remember um, back years ago, like, I'm generally bad at video games. And I remember back years ago when I first started playing Fortnite, it took me nine months to finally get a win.
0: (laughs) Nine months, holy shit! Yes, but
1: that, in my defense, besides Fortnite, the only other games I've played was Lego games. So I wasn't really good at Uh... shooter games. I never played COD or whatever. So I was just generally bad at shooter games. So it just took me forever to get used to it.
0: Dude, that's fair for sure. Especially, I mean, Legos is like very, you know, one way. Street, yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> it's like you're gonna learn a very specific way to play that game and then I can only imagine trying to adjust to a shooter and all the mechanics that go with that and then especially with the competitive nature of trying to win with a bunch of other people that are trying to get that win right because that's you know at the end of the day everybody in life I would say they're they're competitive in something and
1: you know yeah. the sensation
0: you get from winning in anything you know it's such a good feeling so and that game in particular at the time, too, since it was only builds, right? Getting a dub in Fortnite while it was only builds, that's, like, the most satisfying experience you could have, you know, with the multiplayer game. So it was pretty crazy. Oh, it's so
1: satisfying.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. And then, like, even with, um, you know, nowadays, like, we've been talking about, you know, I was kind of, you know, you were saying how you've been playing GTA and Rainbow Even with Rainbow, man, because Rainbow is very difficult. It kind of reminds me of those old school days of Fortnite where it's like you have to play a very specific way to kind of get a win. Um, And that's how Rainbow is to an extent. You know, you got to be very um, in line, I would say, with everybody on your team. You got to communicate very well, at least with one person, right? Because it's hard to get a full group of people to play Rainbow at the same time. I'm sure it's not that difficult to go out there and find some friends and shit to all hop on and play it. But at the same time, you know, it's not just one of those things you can just pick up and goof off with your buddies and play online with like, with Fortnite or call of duty Um, rainbow. It's like, you have to be very competitive and you have to communicate the entire time and hit corners and play the objective, and figure out different ways to get to the objective and defend the objective. And, it's not something you could just run around and goof off in. So you got to trust the people that you're playing with one. And then two, you know, you have to try to not get too frustrated and you have to really plan out different ways of victory. And that's hard to find with a lot of people who have the time, right. To really focus in on those components and really put it all together and, you know, just get the win. But goddamn, it's very satisfying getting a win in Rainbow, I'll tell you what. And I think that's what keeps me playing because I think it's a winnable game. It's not too difficult to the point to where you know you have to do certain things to win every single time. You goof off with certain areas of it. You can hit some crazy shots you didn't think you were going to hit, and that could potentially change the outcome of the entire match. But, you know, you do have to put a little effort into it, more so than any other multiplayer game out there right now. So, Yeah. yeah, what a fucking fun game and it's been fun playing it with you dude for sure oh yeah and
1: I've noticed with Rainbow more than other games Rainbow your reaction time needs to be spot on cause mm-hmm. if they like if the other person sees you and decides to start shooting you're dead in two seconds like cause just cause the you know if you start shooting someone you're gonna kill them like instantly it's Oh just, yeah. that's how crazy it is and like I know for like fortnite apex you know there's like shield in the game there's way more health in those games even overwatch oh depending on the character it's harder to kill people in there but definitely rainbow it's like the second you start shooting someone unless you're just very ass at aiming you're most likely gonna kill them unless they're shooting back already
0: <laughs> yeah dude for sure and just some of those corner shots I see people hit just so ridiculous because they'll see a sliver of something moving, not even moving sometimes. They'll see a sliver of something, they'll shoot at it, and it's like, oh, you're dead. And, of course, a lot of times in different video games, uh, mainly uh, Call of Duty, right, because it's a first-person view, people hit some outrageous shots sometimes, and you're just like, I don't know, that seems kind of fishy. But with Rainbow, it's like, no, you could – peek a corner real quick barely see anything and then yeah you can get the kill pretty easy and then you you don't really question it too much um even when it looks you know a little sus you're kind of like okay this guy's been playing it for a while he's seen that corner he knew exactly what angle to be at to where even on the other side of it when you get shot you couldn't have seen that guy at that angle yeah They'll, they'll figure out something that hits you with some crazy shit and it makes you just question everything you've ever done on rainbow and you're just like damn okay it's that um it's that fight really to figure out the ways to get good like that I think uh keeps me intrigued to want to keep playing it.
1: Yeah, Rainbow's definitely about definitely hundred percent about the angles and trying to get them like as small as possible. You know, oh, like yeah. you said, just hit that little sliver or something and they're most likely dead or like one more hit to being dead.
0: Yeah, dude. It's it's pretty crazy and yeah i mean in, i'm intrigued to keep playing it more to be honest i don't really think i have fun playing any other or as much fun playing any other multiplayer game aside of Fortnite, of course That's kind of just like the standard um yeah. but yeah it's a nice change of pace and yeah man it's just it's cool to see in the multiplayer space too something that's not doing battle royale i'm not doing anything like that and it's just like no this is competitive team-based stuff and you got to be on top of your shit to figure some shit out in this game and yeah yeah
1: it's kind of like a better version of overwatch not gonna lie
0: (laughs) yeah overwatch is an interesting one man i remember playing the first game i thought the first game was really cool um but i didn't really play like the base game too much i played a lot of the beta when it came out at the time like years ago and i thought it was so much fun i was like oh this is gonna be the next big thing in multiplayer and it wasn't that I didn't like it playing the base game. I think there was just so many other options to where I'm like, ah, this is going to take up most of my time. I'd rather you know go play Call of Duty or go do something else. Um, but, yeah, it's crazy to see how much popularity there was with that game and then kind of seeing it go over to the sequel where it's a free-to-play game, but nobody really plays it or talks about it that much. Of course, there are people out there that are doing it, probably on Twitch, streaming it and competitive stuff with it, but it's just the popularity aspect and the general consensus i would say with the with the audience that it's just not as good as the first one or two it's just a bad time to be out when there's so many other good options mainly Fortnite, i feel is kind of the king of multiplayer right now i don't think there's anything else really competing with it but yeah Yeah, it's going to be hard for anybody to really come up in the multiplayer space that's not, you know, Fortnite or, of course, Call of Duty just based off its name alone. There's always going to be somebody playing that. But even with that, I feel like the popularity is kind of dwindling a little bit. Um, As the years go on, it's like getting lower and lower. And they get some spurts, of course, with the Modern Warfare reboot from, uh, you know, three, four years ago. Yeah, But, yeah, now it's just, you know, MW3. It's kind of just falling off a cliff. But... You know, mm-hmm. it's it's that conversation people always have when the next call comes out, they always get hope, and then man, it's a recycle, you know, messed every single time. And I just, I hate that. But
1: speaking of Call of Duty, I showed you or told you about this a couple of days ago how Call of Duty 2025 is going to be a sequel to Black Ops 2, which mm. does not make sense at all, seeing as that there's a three and four, but all right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was such a weird way to look at it. and I think it's a cop-out more than anything, because it's just, I think what they understood with uh, 3 and then with 4, because it kind of went, with 3 at least, it went to that futuristic um, jumpsuit shit, and a lot of people didn't like a lot of that, especially with like Advanced Warfare, Infinite Warfare, it was kind of getting annoying, jumping around, hitting weird shots in the air, like, what was going on with that, Um black ops 4 though kind of went back to like oh it's boots on ground again guys remember you like this at one point and we're sorry for giving you this other stupid <laughs> shit um but it didn't hit as well because there wasn't a campaign they had the blackout mode was their version of you know battle royale and it wasn't a bad mode it just was weird timing with it because i think it getting packaged in with the rest of that game that wasn't that great um didn't really give it that much room for success um But yeah, now it's like, you know, their same little trickery they like to pull with COD. Like, oh, we're taking it back to a time of what you liked with this type of franchise, right? Now being Black Ops, so they're going to go right back out and do the, you know, do a direct sequel to Black Ops 2. Which, you know, good luck to them. You know, I wish nothing but the best. Um, I hope it's good. But I just, I don't know. I don't have too much high hope for it especially with the 2024 uh, Call of Duty, from my understanding, is another version of Black Ops. Um,
1: oh, God. Because
0: <laughs> they did that Black Ops Cold War stuff, and then, from my understanding, this new one in 2024 is supposed to be Call of Duty Black Ops uh, Gulf War. Um, which, I don't know exactly what's going to happen with that, um, how it's going to look, how it's going to play, but... Um. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Call of Duty does in the next couple of years. But I just think it's a tough pitch whenever you have Fortnite being free and they're adding all these free modes to the game itself. And that seems to be the one stop shop for everything multiplayer. And I can see why people still wouldn't like it for like, you know, how cartoony it might look, whatever. But I just think you know if you want a fully packaged deal and for you to absolutely pay nothing for it, it's just crazy not to at least give it a chance and run with it for a little while. And yeah, and yeah, I just think it's it's just so user friendly. You can't really you know talk down on it. It's and it's just gonna get better. You know, they're not that far into the game and they still have this free version of a game and they could easily, if they ever wanted to do something else with Fortnite, they could charge a full price for that game and get everybody to buy it and then do yeah. stuff like that. But I think the model that they have right now, they know it's uh, very financially um, you know, successful. So just keep it the way it's going and then just add Battle Pass and skins that you could buy and that's what you spend your money on yeah. that gives you no... like. Player advantage at all, it's just cosmetically looks pleasing for some of this stuff, but
1: yeah, because I remember back in the day how it used to say like beta or early access, and it just
0: you know it just turned into free, yeah, dude. It's pretty crazy, um, crazy what they're doing, but yeah, I think that's going to be this, um, you know, where it's going to be with Fortnite, man. I don't think it's going to go anywhere else and yeah i'd say outside of that i just it's crazy time with video games and you know i i'm I'm very curious to see you know what we have cooking up in 2024 um hopefully there's some cool shit coming that we don't know about but it seems kind of going back to the beginning of this podcast you know with the leaks and all that shit um i just don't know what to get excited for anymore to be honest. It seems like a very different time than when I was growing up with, you know, big events for upcoming video games like E3, which that was another thing that just got, you know, permanently canceled. They're never doing that again, which kind of sucks because I had very fond memories growing up of looking at these conventions and seeing all the newest, greatest things from Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo and all that, and we're not getting that anymore. But
1: I've never watched an E3 event, but I would always hear about People going over all of the new games and stuff from E three. Oh, At the yeah, time, they're... it was probably just Lego games for me that I was paying attention <laughs> to. But still,
0: <laughs> no, yeah, man, they used to kind of what they do now with like Summer Games Fest, of course, right? Summer Game Fest is what E three is basically. They'll show new upcoming games from different developers, all that good stuff, and that's great, and I love it, right? It's not bad. Um, but it was just, it just felt like a huge event back then with E three. Cause you always knew in the first week of June, cause it was like right off of, um, you know, the end of the school year. Right. So you're like, okay, what well, what's the summer going to look like? You don't really know, you know, you're kind of just chilling at home, outside playing with your friends, whatever the hell it may be. But I always looked forward to it. Cause that first week of June of being out of school and I'm like, oh damn, we got E3 stuff and I can just be at home. I don't have to worry about school or nothing. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Um, just having all those moments of just insanity, you know, the biggest memory that I ever had of it was like when they first unveiled the PS4 and the Xbox One, it was the craziest like war I've ever seen because oh Xbox, fucked, Xbox fucked up so much when they first unveiled that Xbox One, it was crazy. Um, and then PlayStation went on, I think it was later that day and they just completely like bitch slapped anything that xbox was trying to implement of like oh you have to do this this and this to have this console you have to have this connect you have to have you can't let people borrow your games like you can't do any like it was a bunch of weird shit and the pricing of it too was like 500 bucks at the time but then playstation goes up and then they're just like oh no we're not doing anything that's bad that they were talking about pretty much they didn't say it directly like oh xbox fucked up but they're just like oh remember all the shit that you just seen earlier today we're doing the complete opposite of that and yeah it was the biggest fucking you know smackdown i've ever seen at an event and xbox honestly has never really recovered from that ever since then they've still been trying to get the public back on their side and they've been doing things adding like game pass and stuff that makes it very user-friendly for them and you know brings in a lot of people for their player base but yeah. yeah, they just never been able to compete with PlayStation ever since then and it's fucking kinda crazy. Because a three sixty is still, in my opinion, the greatest console ever made. Um and they just never been able to recapture those glory days and it kinda sucks to watch, but it is what it is. And you know, yeah. Hopefully yeah, gaming th- just gets better, but we'll see.
1: Oh yeah, and it's just crazy to think that Xbox still uses batteries. <laughs> yeah, like that's dude. just the weirdest thing ever like phones stopped using batteries like I don't know how long ago probably almost a decade ago or some shit
0: yeah and it's just like there's different ways to do it right like a playstation controllers you know oh we have an internal battery you just charge it with the cord. Oh yeah. wow! Okay, cool. Like everything else, <laughs> exactly. And it's like, oh, if phones do that too. Oh, okay. So everything's just doing that. But Xbox is like, yeah, batteries are cool. Mm. <laughs> we'll just we'll just keep telling you to keep using AA batteries. Just keep using those. Yeah. Does and the
1: Series X have batteries?
0: That yeah, they do. Jesus, man, the only controller that the Xbox has that doesn't run on you know typical AA batteries is mm-hmm. the Elite Series One, Elite Series Two controllers and elite um, core controllers. Huh. Um, it comes with a USB-C charger, everything. Like it's all set up to be like a normal controller, but then they are just like, no, you got to pay a premium price for it. Um, and those controllers aren't cheap. They're like 180 to $200, depending on what sales are going on. Maybe a little bit cheaper at certain times of the year, but, you know, just give us a normal controller at, you know, 60, 70 bucks without any of these stupid batteries and then you're fine. And it's funny because my understanding is what they're trying to do. And I don't think they're going to blatantly say this, but there's so many accessories you can buy that, you know, can replace the batteries that they want you to buy extra on top of the controller, which is like a battery pack, right? A rechargeable battery pack. Oh yeah. Just have this rechargeable battery pack in there for 20 extra bucks. And then you don't have to worry about buying extra batteries any other time. But then it's like, no, I, now you're telling me I'm spending more than What I can get a PS five controller for. For PS yeah, I get a PS5 controller for like seventy bucks or like certain times of the year where it's like, oh, I can only have to spend fifty bucks or forty bucks, depending on the controller. And then I get all those same capabilities. And Xbox will do the same thing, but you're still having to buy batteries on top of that. So that's why, you know, they just never been able to catch up and it's just a simple solution. I think if whenever they come out with the next Xbox, just that's the first thing is being like no more batteries, guys. You don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> Just charge your damn controller with a cord, like a normal system, and then everything's fine. But yeah.
1: One thing I hated when I was younger, how many... Like, you know, when I was younger in, like, middle school or whatever, how many kids would, like... They would like Xbox, but hate on PlayStation, and they've never played a PlayStation before.
0: Oh, that's the funniest argument I've ever seen. I remember... Yeah. Um... Even to this day, you see a fan bases and shit and it's like PlayStation, you know, users, they don't have to say anything about Xbox because the, the proof is in the pudding, right? It's like we have all the success. Here's the sales of these systems. You see how many we're selling. You see how many games we're producing over here and you see how many sales we're getting from those games and a lot of them are single player based games that are the most successful on PlayStation It's because they listen to the public and people want to play single player stories and they want to have a good time doing it. And they're yes. most of the time. They're really fun to play. Xbox has always been like the multiplayer side of things. And they always want to add multiplayer to things. And, you know, they still have plenty of great single player stories, all that good stuff. Um, well, at least growing up, but in this new generation, there's very far in between, you know, you know, what single-player stories could be and it's only single-player. And people still want to bitch and complain saying how bad PlayStation is compared to Xbox. And it's like, well, if you look at the sales of everything, um, like, I just seen an article the other day saying that PlayStation 5 already sold 50 million systems, which is crazy. That's insane. Um, And they're outselling Xbox 3 to 1. So...
1: That's even more insane.
0: (laughs) And it's like, is it because... PlayStation sucks. Like, what is the argument from an Xbox user on that standpoint? Like, not even a user, but like a fanboy at that time. Because you're gonna die and run off a cliff defending the system. And, you know, I never understood that either, like the console wars of, you know, different fan bases and them complaining about little things on each side of like, oh, your system can do this. Well, my system could do this. Um And especially going back to their point of what you were saying, of when people don't even play the other system, I think it's an invalid argument immediately. You watch videos online. If you haven't played the other system, then just don't talk about it because then you don't really know what you're saying. You're just seeing some articles, you're seeing some videos and that's enough video proof somehow or written proof that your opinion is validated on why that system's not great. Um, Like for me, for an example, like, I love playing on my PlayStation. I think it is a better system because it has more games that I like to play, uh, mainly being single player games nowadays. But I still have an Xbox because I do enjoy Xbox. And I think Game Pass is a really great feature to add for a lot of families uh, who can't go out and buy full price video games all the time. It's a great service. And it's only like 15 bucks a month, maybe a little bit more than that. But you get access to so many different video games that you could download and play on the fly. It's It's kind of crazy. And I'll always support a company who can look at that standpoint of like the struggling family, so to speak, and be like, hey, you get all this access to video games and you don't even have to buy one full price video game a month. You just Mm -hmm. spend 15 bucks and then that's it. And then you guys have access to so many different games, hundreds of video games on there. But also the fact is they don't have a lot of single player games over there and they don't have a lot of strong video games um, that's, you know, available to the public. Outside of, of course, the biggest argument Xbox people make is Forza and Gears of War and Halo. Um, a few others, uh, but not a long list of things. And there's only so many times you could play Halo, right? There's only so many times you could play a racing game on top of that, which seems to be like their flagship title for a system, which I think is crazy. That your biggest, you know, hope to be system seller is a fucking racing game. That's a horrible idea. <laughs> um But, yeah, man, I say, you know, if people want to have, you know, good conversations about these systems, at least, you know, have some experience in both systems and then talk about it and see which one works for you. Um, Because at the end of the day, if you still prefer Xbox over PlayStation, having playing both, that's completely fair. You know, that's up to you. And I'm not going to fault anybody for that. But if you're just saying Xbox is better than PlayStation and you haven't played anything on PlayStation, then... I just think that's foolish and people need to stop having that mentality, you know, give something a chance, um, do something, but, you know, don't just trash it because it doesn't fit your beliefs. And you just want to argue about the glory days of Xbox being the 360 and it never really recapturing that at all. And you're kind of just, you know, hoping something happens and it just isn't happening right now.
1: Yeah. I will be honest though. I mean, obviously, like you said, it is better. But in just my opinion, I, even though I'm a big PlayStation guy, I really do think 360 is better than PS3. I've, mm-hmm. I've had a PS3. I've never played or I've never owned a 360, but my cousin owns a 360, and I've played on there a little bit. And just looking at it, it is better than a PS3. But after that, like the next-gen consoles after that, PlayStation is definitely better.
0: No, yeah, dude. Like even back then, because I remember, it's funny how the universe kind of works out a little bit. Because back when the 360 and PS3 first launched, the PS3 was six hundred dollars
1: when it $200. first came
0: out. Yeah, six hundred dollars, and the place—not the PlayStation, but the 360. From my understanding, was four hundred, maybe five, but I'm pretty sure it was four hundred dollars. Um, so that immediately right gets people thinking, oh, well, I'm just gonna go with an Xbox. It's cheaper. And they just kept putting out bangers. And multiplayer was the spot for um, Call of Duty. Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare, the original one, of course. You know, Gears of War back then, Halos, like a bunch of shit. Um, but it's crazy to think, by the end of that console generation, you started seeing PlayStation really put out some bangers. And that's when they kind of shifted their focus to single-player games. And you know, they had Uncharted um infamous um of course you know by the end of that console generation they had uh the last of us drop on the ps3 and the last of us being you know one of the best selling single player games like ever um and, and not just like sales wise but like, critically it's like one of the best reviewed games like ever so then you kind of got a taste of like oh this is what the future of playstation is going to look like and then Of course, that E3 that I was just talking about, you see Xbox kind of reverse roles of how that previous generation started. like, oh no, we're charging more for our system now. And we're putting these weird rules and stipulations about how like your console always has to be online. You can never play your console offline, which was one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Um, And it was more expensive. And then of course, you know, PlayStation did the opposite. We're cheaper. We do everything that's not bad and that's it. Um the only kind of gripe people had at the time, which I don't think a lot of people knew this, but on PlayStation 3, compared to 360, the really cool thing about playing online on a PS3 was that the online was free. You didn't have to pay mm-hmm. for online. Yeah, it was very strange how they were able to figure that out, but you never had to play, uh, pay for online stuff on there.
1: Um That's actually, actually- good, because I know like for r6 i had to get ps plus like even just the essential one i had to get anything of playstation plus to be able to do online stuff
0: oh yeah dude and of course xbox live like everybody had xbox live you get your three month thing or 12 months whatever it was yeah playstation was really cool with that how they were just like no you don't need that that's cool like online's free um that was the only thing that switched over to the ps4 generation people had a concern of like oh are they gonna charge for online now sure as shit they did but even then like with all the cool stuff that they were gonna do with the opposite of what xbox was doing nobody cared they're like oh if i only had to pay you know well i think at the time it was like 10 bucks like 10 bucks a month or something or you know you get a full year package deal if you wanted um But yeah, they only spend that much. You get everything different from Xbox. It was just like, sure, I'll do it. Like, easy. (laughs) Here's my money. Um, And yeah, even like switching over to this new next-gen systems and whatnot. um, They both started at the same price, right? Um, But PlayStation just had some bangers coming out the gate. Xbox didn't have any exclusives, I think, out the gate from my understanding. Um, PlayStation, of course, had the Miles Morales stuff um ratchet and clank was pretty quickly after that um they had the free demo that came with the ps5 which i think was like a crazy um added bonus to buying that system it's like oh i get a free playable game that really utilizes this new technology in the controller um but ever since then yeah xbox hasn't pumped out a lot of great exclusives at all and there's always promise of oh, next year we have more to talk about next year um granted though i will give um you know, some leniency to that and not really hound them too much because the pandemic really fucked a lot of things up for developers. Oh, yeah. um, so you always got to keep that to account. But even then, people were still trying to find a PS5 anywhere they could for the first, like, year or two. It was pretty tough out there trying to get a system right off the rip. You got to be... You either had to be very lucky and just walk into a store, somehow find one or have a pre-order on one, or you just had to know somebody who was selling them um, of course, a lot of people did that method and they were just buying them off of people for outrageous amounts of money and kind of going that route. But I remember it uh, took me
1: 14 months to get the PS5. Me and my mom were trying just every time there was more sales to get one and it took us 14 months after it released to finally get one.
0: Yeah, dude. Insane. Insane times. And of course, you know, being with the pandemic and it still having that much, um, you know, um, I would say people wanted it so bad and they were not going to go out without trying to get one and just seeing how hard people were trying to get those things during a pandemic, which no one's seen before. Right. It was very weird time for everybody. Um, yeah, it was, it was crazy to see. And I don't know if it's ever going to happen again in gaming history, but, but yeah. Um, kind of seeing where the industry goes forward is what I'm most intrigued by to see what happens next but
1: and it's crazy to think that the pandemic is almost four almost started four years ago it's crazy
0: yeah it's weird man I remember (laughs) this you know trying to navigate those times it was very weird and strange you know you didn't want to be around people too much and people thought you're gonna die if you got sick you know it was crazy and people were dying you know don't get me wrong but I mean on like any type of illness you would get running nose like oh my god i got covid i might die like you know what i mean like it was scary and you didn't really know how to get through those times but yeah coming up on four years it's kind of crazy how quickly all this kind of went by and it's still a thing out there right people still get it here and there yeah um shocked i not that knock on wood <laughs> yeah that's that's crazy dude yeah and my mom's had yeah.
1: it twice like holy shit <laughs>
0: Yeah, dude, it's not a fun thing, dude. I'll tell you what, just, like, because I've had it twice, I think, maybe three times. But I think I remember it vividly, like, twice. The second time was the worst I've ever felt in my life. Like, that w- that one was genuinely scary, because I couldn't move. I was in my bed. And I felt like I was on fire. Like, it was really weird. And I felt like that for a full day. But after that, I felt fine. It was really strange. Um, But, yeah, I you know, I hope and I pray, like, that shit doesn't happen anymore. And... You know, we can just go back to normal life, but... Yeah. Yeah, just seeing how it affected the industry as a whole, not even just with gaming, but movies and stuff, too. It's just crazy to see. Because
1: I remember 2019, on Christmas Day, I had to go to urgent care because I was feeling like shit, and, you know, I was just freaking dying. And my mom checked Mm. my fever. I had a freaking 104 fever, so... Oh, we went Lord. to urgent care and I had the flu and it was just the worst Christmas ever.
0: Oh my god, dude!
1: Yeah, I just felt like shit. And then they give me gave me like, you know, antibiotics or whatever, and I I did not want to take them just because I hate taking pills. I was like, oh, I'll I'll live.
0: <laughs> dude, I'm the same. <laughs> I oh, hate man. taking pills. It's like my thing with like doing medications and shit it depends like you know oh dayquil nyquil like little things like tylenol you know i'm cool with stuff like that but even medications for like major things like i just i'm not a fan of it um kind of off topic a little bit but kind of it's on the topic of medications so not like with illness but um i know a lot of the stuff that's like been in my family growing up like a lot of addiction and stuff right different like alcohol different drugs Mm -hmm. like whatever it may be right but pills was always a thing, right? And I knew anybody can get addicted to that shit. It doesn't matter how you look at it. You can get addicted to fucking anything. Um, but I remember even getting a surgery for my stomach uh, back in the pandemic, actually. It was in 2020. Um, yeah, which was a strange time. Um, especially, uh, so I'll tell a little story with that to kind of end this. But um, yeah, back in 2020, I was getting some stomach pains and I had... Um, I had like a cocktail or something, right? My uh, cousin made me a drink. We're all hanging out, just, you know, family stuff. Um, I drank this drink, right? And I was just like, okay, this is cool. It's good. You got some alcohol. We're chilling. Um, Later that night, I had the most excruciating stomach pain I've ever felt in my life. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, I've never felt this before. This is strange. Um, And it felt like somebody was like, it felt like a baseball was in my stomach. Someone was like squeezing it. Like, it felt really bad. Um, and I couldn't sit down. I had to stand up and walk around and it still was hurting. Like I couldn't, I was in so much pain. Like my whole body locked up and mind you, this was like 11 or 12, right? Late at night. And Mm -hmm. I didn't want to wake up my mom or anything or my stepdad. So I was like, you know what, dude, I'm just going to go to the hospital. So I drove myself to the hospital in so much pain.
1: I don't even um... know how
0: I made it there, to be honest. Like it was kind of crazy. but (laughs) Um, Shit. I end up going to the hospital, you know, they run tests. I'm in there for hours, right? Because the ER is always crazy in a hospital, no matter which way you go about it. And typically they'll take their time with you if it's nothing life-threatening. They're like, oh, we got other people that might need some emergency shit on the spot. So we're going to take care of these people. We'll get to you, right? So they gave me some like numbing stuff. They gave me some medication to deal with the pain, like on the spot. And I'm chilling there forever. They do like ultrasounds on my stomach. And then they find out I have gallstones, which... um accumulates in um, your gallbladder, you know, if you eat poorly, um, if you don't drink enough water, whatever it may be, it's a buildup over time and there's some blockage in there. But basically what happens is once you start producing that in your gallbladder, because the gallbladder is what kind of breaks down like the fats and stuff in foods. So it processes it in your stomach better. Um, Once you have those though, there's no like, oh, we could take them out of the gallbladder and then, you know, your gallbladder is fine. You have to remove your entire gallbladder um so i was just like all right so they're like yeah you got gallstones in there you don't need surgery immediately um you know you have to schedule something you know if it gets worse then you know we could do it within a certain amount of time but we recommend that you get surgery pretty quick and i was like okay well i'll wait it out a little bit a week later same shit happens Uh, i have the stomach pain again late at night i'm just like oh fuck here we go so i'll go back there and now they're like concerned so they get me into a back room pretty quick and they gave me What was it? They gave me some type of drug. I don't know if it was um, some fucking liquid. They gave me a shot in an IV. So I had me hooked up to an IV to give me some like shit. And they literally told me, they're like, it's going to feel like you're dying, but you're not. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, all right. And they're like, you're going to be, it's going to feel like you're sinking into your bed. And just don't freak out or anything. That's just what the medicine's doing. I was like, okay. So I literally do it, and it was the most, like, weirdly euphoric feeling I've ever felt. And it was literally what they said. Like, it felt like I was sinking into my bed, but I couldn't move my body. Like, it was really weird. So I'm just, like, getting this warm sensation throughout my body. I'm getting numb through my entire body. And, like, I feel like I'm just, you know, sinking. I'm, like, staring up at the ceiling. I'm like, fuck, this is, like, this is it. I'm going to die right now. (laughs) Like, all right. Um, But, of course, at the same time, right, we're in the pandemic era. So it was like, you know, you got to wear a mask, you had to, you know, we have to put you in separate rooms for people, all that stuff. Like, um, it was crazy. But what people didn't know about this, and I have really talked about it too much, at the same time what was going on, and it was like fall of 2020, uh, California was getting hit with pretty intensive uh, wildfires and shit. Yeah. So the whole valley over here where I live, um there was smoke everywhere so it was already bad breathing conditions for anybody so there's getting quite a bit of people going into the hospital because their breathing conditions mainly like elderly people and stuff right um so i just remember eventually you know after i was down in that room i took the medications everything was cool they took me up to my own private room um upstairs it was a big old room it was super nice like the nurses were super nice and stuff and i just remember looking out that window and it just looked like armageddon dude orange Ooh. skies this- smoke everywhere i was just like dude i'm about to, <laughs> i might die in this hospital looking outside and it's just it's a pandemic going on people are dying left and right and, you know the whole valley's on fire like That's fuck fine. this is it all right um and then what ended up happening after sitting in the hospital for a little bit I had a, the surgeon come in the guy was like look you have two options here and i could tell he was an older guy he seemed kind of irritated that he even had to potentially do a surgery right but he was like, you got two options. We could um, send you on your way and, you know, we could schedule um, uh, a surgery within the next couple of weeks and get the swelling down in your stomach because um, I was kind of bloated at that point. The swelling was getting crazy because the skull stones were acting up. And he was like, you can wait a couple of weeks, you know, wait for the swelling or we could do a surgery today and then we could just remove it so you don't have to be in pain any longer. And I was just like, oh, let's just do it today, dude. I'm already here. Oh, let's just do it. Um, so sure enough, I had to sign some papers pretty much telling me like, oh yeah, there's a potential risk of dying in a surgery, which is just any surgery. There should always be complications and shit. That's just how it happens. Um, but yeah, they wheeled me off into the surgery room, like on a bottom floor and I was just chilling there waiting for a little bit. I had to call, um, my manager at GameStop at the time, cause I was, uh, I was a supervisor, uh hoping to transition into an assistant manager at that time. So I kept thinking about that as well. I'm like, damn, I might miss out on my opportunity to be an assistant manager, all that good stuff. But, you know, I tell him, I'm like, yeah, I got to go into surgery. I'm in the hospital, this and that. And he was like, what the hell, dude? Like, you didn't even tell me what was go- what's going on, dude. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> my stomach's fucked up. they they say I have this, this, and that. Like, I got to get it removed today. Because he kind of had knowledge on it the week before when I was in work and telling him, like, you know, I have this yeah. issue, but it wouldn't be a big deal. But now it was a big deal um but yeah they uh they took me to the operating room it was as scary as you can imagine any movie you've seen an operating room in um it was just cold it felt weird in there but they were playing some like rock music and shit so i was a little comfortable and they were kind of like talking to each other like joking around and shit so i was like all right this is like a walk in a park for them um but yeah they put you on the anesthesia and you're out like seconds right it was that was the one thing i wanted to kind of experience of like what is this going to feel like once i have anesthesia in me um but it's it's literally instantaneous you close your eyes you fall asleep almost instantly and then you just wake up and the surgery's done and shit like nothing ever happened um and i remember waking up and then the nurse was like oh my oh you're awake (laughs) like she didn't expect me to live and shit (laughs) i was like what (laughs) What oh i was like what the fuck (laughs) like okay And she's like trying to talk to me, but I was kind of dizzy and out of it. Right. Cause it just, it felt like I woke up from like a fucking, you know, a 12 hour nap. Like I was just like, Whoa, like I felt kind of good, but I felt like out of it, dizzy a little bit. Um, and she's like, yeah, your mom was trying to contact you or contact the hospital and see how you were doing and whatnot, but you're still sleeping. So now we can contact her and let her know everything's okay. And I was like, well, thank God that you know, she didn't have to get a call saying I died. So thank you nurse. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, man, I ended up staying in a hospital that night. And you still, you know, you're kind of away from everybody else. You're not with nobody because, of course, it's the pandemic stuff. So I'd staying there that night. My heart rate got kind of high a couple of times. Um, they were a little concerned, but, you know, I ended up getting it down. So, yeah, within like a whole week span, I, thought, I just thought I was going to die. I didn't even want it pretty much from the stomach shit that was going on. And even being there in the hospital that night, it was just crazy. And, yeah, I just didn't know how long I was going to be there because my stomach was in so much pain. I had so much swelling. It was one of those things where you hurt something so bad to where, like, you couldn't really move or walk or do anything. I couldn't even get up. I'd have my bed propped up a certain way because my stomach was so fucked up. And, like, all the muscles in my stomach, anything that I had, it was just, like, if you try to get up right now, you're sore. You can't move pretty much. But they want you to keep moving a little bit because they don't want you to get blood clots and stuff in your legs or whatever. And it could shoot up to your lungs and you could die or some shit. So, um, yeah, the next day, though, after that surgery, they sent me on my way. And I had to recover for like, it was like a three to four week recovery process. Um, and they basically told me you can't lift anything above like 15 pounds um, for about a month pretty much, because they didn't want my stomach to burst open, pretty much, because um, they made, like, three different incisions on my stomach, and they didn't even use stitches, they used, like, a glue, which was very weird to look at for a month, I was like, what the fuck, <laughs> like, I felt so nervous of bumping into anything on it, like, whatever, because I thought I was just gonna have my stomach burst open again, um, but, no, yeah, it was crazy, crazy little process, being in the pandemic, you know, working at GameStop at the time, dealing with the wildfires, and then, Yeah, I survived that shit. Everything was cool, but yeah, it was definitely nothing on my bingo card that year. I'll tell you what, dude. It was a very weird time.